Welcome in on this Friday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, we'll preview Falcons and Saints. Will we see Anderson again this year? And it's time to get home on Sunday. It's all next, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. We welcome you in on a Friday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuck. We're here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta in that search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment. We are free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Odyssey. Download us for free today. Leave us a five-star review. And, of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page, at JMCH316. We get ready for action on Sunday. Mercedes-Benz Stadium will be the place. One o'clock kickoff. Great way to open up the season. Falcons and Saints will get things going uh, in this new season. So as we look toward the game, you know, a couple of things that stand out to me from what happened last year. One big stat is the rushing totals from last year. The Falcons ran it 37 times for 96 yards against the Saints last year, while giving up 304 yards on 71 carries last year. Obviously, that's the first thing that jumps out and says, okay, something has to change there. And of course, we know as the Falcons transition away from Matt Ryan in a pass-heavy offense, and they don't have the quarterback and the receivers to do all of that, Falcons have to figure out a way to run the football more effectively. When you see 37 carries and 96 yards, I mean, obviously, we're not even close to, you know, three to four yards per carry in in that situation. We've talked before on the show. Look, the Falcons, if they're going to have their new identity on offense, have to be productive doing it. And by the way, this can't be your quarterback is running all over the field for his life. You know, with all due respect to Mariota and, Desmond Ritter, if something happens to Mariota, you know, they ain't Josh Allen. You know, Josh Allen's got the A, the physical size, but B, he's still a throw first quarterback. I know he runs a lot, but he's still a throw first quarterback. They have to establish the running game, whether that's Tyler Algier getting a lot of carries as a rookie, obviously Cordero Patterson getting his touches, Damian Williams. I do think that they're going to go with a three headed monster at running back to try to carry the rock and try to get something going. But obviously, it's all going to start with their offensive line. And I've talked before, the number one thing I'm going to watch on Sunday is both lines of scrimmage. And we'll talk later on in the show about getting home. But both lines of scrimmage, to me, even in week one, because this is a good offensive and defensive line that the Saints have, is going to tell me a lot about what direction we're going to go. So first and foremost is Falcons have to run the football better And they have to do a better job of stopping the run. The Falcons weren't bad on third down against the New Orleans Saints last year, but it was kind of a split personality type thing. One game was three for 10, which is outstanding. The second game was eight for 16, which is not good uh, at all. Getting off the field on third down. This is something Dean Pease has talked about going off, coming off of last season when he was wrapping up last year and talking about going into this season. He talked about being able to cover one-on-one on on the outside. We'll talk about that in a second. But he also talked about the idea of getting off the field on third down. You have to in the NFL. 
You can't be a bad third down defense in the NFL. Here's the thing about the Falcons. Only two teams gave up more third down conversions than the Atlanta Falcons last year. Two. Only two teams. So that's not a good stat when you talk about where do I want to be in the NFL. Giving up the third most first downs off a third down in the league is not where you want to be out there. We'll talk more about this in just a second. But first, let me talk about my friends over at Built Bar. Built.com is the place to go. Listen, you know we've been talking a lot about these protein-infused marshmallow puffs. The new flavor hot on the marketplace, cookie dough chunk. Real pieces of cookie dough chunk covered in 100% chocolate. You're looking for that high-protein, low-sugar, low-carb, low-calorie snack. 160 calories in these protein-infused marshmallow puffs with 15 grams of protein. And you know how great they taste. I want you to head to Built.com today. Built.com is the place to go. Look at their wide, extensive selection of different products that they have. They've got more than just the marshmallow puffs, regular protein bars, all kinds of snacks and different things like that. Check out their wide variety of different things on their menu over there at Built.com. And when you get there and you put together your order, when you get to checkout, I want you to use the promo code Locked on 15. That's L O C K E D O N, the number one, the number five. Use locked on 15 to get 15% off your order simply by using locked on 15 at checkout. Built.com. Check it out today and check out the new cookie dough chunk puffs with the 15 grams of protein uh, infused in them. Um, the other part about this is getting after Jameis Winston. You know, last year, the Falcons in these two games gave up five sacks, but only sacked the quarterback twice out there. I think that there is the capability of getting home. And again, like I said, we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But this has got to start this week, right? This can't be a slow build, slow burn. We'll figure it out. This, nope. Line up. It's regular season. You saw the Rams and the Bills last night, right? You saw the Bills get after Matt Stafford. Seven sacks in that game last night. Okay. The Falcons only had 18 for the entire year last year. They picked up, the Buffalo defense picked up seven against Matt Stafford. By the way, guess who the Falcons play next week? Oh, yeah, Matt Stafford and the Rams out in L.A. You got to get after the quarterback in this league. What do we talk about all the time? You want to be a successful defense, you have to be able to sack the quarterback. Also winning some of these one-on-ones. Look, I do believe Michael Thomas is going to play for the New Orleans Saints. All reports are, and we're getting the same kind of, you know, confusing details that that we get out of Drake London and stuff like that. But Michael Thomas is a little bit different. He's missed two years. I get the idea of trying to slow bring him back. But all the reports are he's progressing, looking good, getting ready. I think he's going to play on Sunday. I need A.J. Terrell to take him away. I need A.J. Terrell to lock him up and take him away. Win that one-on-one battle. The other thing the Falcons have to do is they can't let Alvin Kamara beat them out of the backfield on catching the pass, right? Kamara has had huge games previously against the Atlanta Falcons as far as catching the ball out of the backfield and really hurting the Falcons there. They have to be able to limit that. You know, again, he ran it well against the Falcons last year, especially in the final game of the season, but you also can't let him catch passes out of the backfield and get it cranked up and get it going there. So winning that battle is another thing. And getting out early. You know, I've talked before about the idea of this is not just a typical home opener for the Falcons. This is an important game to get off on the right foot. And you want to get your crowd involved. You want to get the people excited. 
go down on a first drive and get some points. You score first, you hold them from scoring, and, and get this thing off to a good start early. You know, don't let the defense give up a touchdown on the opening drive. You know, don't let our offense just kind of muddle, fuddle around and not get anything cranked up and going. Even if it's going down the field and getting the field goal and getting some points on the board early, keep your crowd in it. Keep the people energized and get off to a good start. Because, look, you ain't going to be home for a few weeks after this game. You're not going to be home until week four of the NFL season. And you're going to be on the road and you're going to be out west for a while. Get this thing off to a good start. So I'm excited about what we're going to see on Sunday. I think that there are a lot of things that the Falcons can do and find a way to win this game. We've talked about getting off to a good start. Falcons, if, if, if this season is going to have some sort of positive direction, Sunday would be a big step in going there. We'll worry about the Rams and the Seahawks and the Browns. We'll worry about everybody else. Let's take care of our business at home. Let's take care of our business in the division. Do those two things, and we'll figure out the rest. We'll figure out everything else from there. All right, when we come back, are we going to see Ian Anderson again this year? We'll talk about that next. Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Back on Hitting Hard with John Chuckery on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com, put Locked on Sports Atlanta in the search browser. Hit that subscribe button when you get there. Leave us a comment. Also free and available to download all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five-star review. Download us for free today. And, of course, follow me on my personal Twitter page. That would be at JMCH316. Hard to imagine that Ian Anderson has had such a turnaround in a year, right? And not even really a, a year. Anderson, you can make a case, was the best postseason pitcher that the Braves had last year. And while he's figured out a way to win 10 games this year, obviously he's had lots of struggles this season. 10 and 6 on the year but with a five ERA and more importantly is the fact that he's had 54 walks in 111 and two thirds innings. That's a high total, 115 hits given up 12 homers. His whip, which is not good at all is a 1.513 this year. And he got demoted and sent down to Gwinnett to try to get some things figured out. And I brought this up when they demoted him. I said, I don't think this is going to be just a, one or two start thing, and they're going to just bring him back up. They're going to play the long game with Ian Anderson. Do I think Ian Anderson is going to be back up for a postseason run? I'll tell you my answer. No, I don't. So right now, Ian Anderson in his four starts in Gwinnett is what he's made. In four starts, he's one and two with a 5.82 ERA. No, excuse me, 5.4 uh, ERA. 5.4 ERA. He's pitched 21 and two-thirds innings. He's given up 25 hits. He has struck out 23 guys. That's a good sign because that's a higher per nine strikeout total than he had in the big leagues. But he's basically walking the same amount of guys, 10 walks. So he averaged 4.4 walks per nine innings with the Braves. He's at 4.2 walks per nine innings with Gwinnett. So have things gone better? I mean, he's got some better swing and miss stuff, but you expect that for a guy who's pitching against AAA guys, right? But the walks are still there. The hits are still there. By the way, his whip is even worse at Gwinnett. He's 1.615. Or, sorry, 1.615 is his whip at Gwinnett. 
So it's been a very mixed bag. Remember, his first start down there was like five and two-thirds of shutout baseball, and you thought, okay, maybe get him a couple starts, and he'll be ready to go. Four starts in, and we're pushing toward, you know, five and a half on his ERA. I think the Braves would be smarter with the way their rotation is now, and with all due respect, not worried about what my fifth, look, Morton, Freed, Wright, Strider. Okay, that's as good as a four that you go through the roster of every team in baseball and tell me four guys as a combo better than that. And because Strider has been so good this year, let me take that back. Because Strider has been outstanding this year, I don't really think that there's a reason to have to rush Ian Anderson and bring him back up. And I didn't think Ian Anderson was going to come up right away. I said, look, he might like five, six, seven starts. Well, he might finish the year down in Gwinnett, if we're being honest. And they still have a little ways to go in their season. I think they play until the very end of the month before things wrap up. I'm not going to be surprised at all if Ian Anderson does not come back up to the big club. There's also one other wild card factor in all of this. Do the Braves bring Mike Soroka up and pitch him at the big league level? I do think that there are questions about whether or not Soroka comes up. Now, obviously, the guy that everybody points to that nobody likes, right, is Jake Odorizzi, right? I know nobody likes him, nobody this, any other. But if you're talking about for the regular season, a fifth starter, I think he's fine. You know, there's nothing outstanding about him. But your four top guys are what's going to win you this division. It's not going to be because Jake Odorizzi did or did not pitch well that you win the division. Your top four guys is what's going to win the division. It's because Freed, Wright, Morton, and Strider just went out there and took care of their business, right? So I have this sneaking suspicion that you've seen the last of Ian Anderson on the big club for the rest of the year. Now, look, they may think that he's too valuable to leave off their playoff roster and may bring him up, right? They may they may decide to do something. I don't know. I mean, these are decisions at the front office to get paid millions of dollars to try to figure out. We'll talk more about this in just a second. But first, let me talk about my friends over at Coffee AM, you know, my favorite folks that are out there. Listen, CoffeeAM.com is the best small batch coffee roaster in America, and they are right here in the state of Georgia, up in the Canton area. Whatever you need, you need K-cups, you need organic coffee, flavored coffee, whatever it is, is your preference that you need. They've got everything available to you at CoffeeAM.com. So here's what I want you to do. Head to coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Head there, check out their wide variety of all the different products. You want coffee, you need teas, you need a gift set, a mug, a pug, a rug, a bug, or something that you need to, it's uh, that's out there. Go check it out at coffeeam.com. And when you get that first order put together, okay, go through their menu, get that first order put together, head to checkout, and when you get there, Use the promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. Use the promo code locked on and you'll get 15% off your first order at coffeeam.com. Coffee AM is the best small batch coffee roaster in America. So, because it has not gone well for Ian Anderson, and you might have Mike Soroka, and they've got Oda Rizzi that can fill in stuff like that, I just think that there are things that are mounting against the idea of Ian Anderson. And I'm fine with that. Would I love to have Ian Anderson take a shot in the playoffs? Maybe. You know, I'm not as convinced about it this year, you know, given the way he's pitched. He just puts too many base runners on this year. Too many hits, too many walks, 
Too many guys that are reaching first base safely from my liking. Look, you get into playoffs, and especially in a three-game series, right? You don't have to worry, or three-game series, five-game series, right? You don't have to worry about five starters. Seven-game series, okay, you could, again, maybe, but, you know, with a day off here and a day off there, travel day and all that kind of stuff, I, I think you got it with four guys, you can figure it out. You should be, for God's sakes, in Major League Baseball, you should be able to figure out your starting rotation with four solid guys at the top of that rotation. So I think the idea that Ian Anderson is going to be back this year is starting to move in that, you know, hey, go down, make a couple of starts, pop, 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 pop. We'll bring you back up. And I think we're moving away from that more quickly. And I'm not going to be surprised at all that Ian Anderson finishes up the year at Gwinnett, makes what, maybe seven or eight starts down there in Gwinnett, whatever it ends up being out there. And they just let him work in the offseason, get himself right. You, you, obviously, Ian Anderson is part of the future of the Atlanta Braves, right? He's part of your core moving forward. And you think about, look, Morton's only got maybe another year, you know, maybe two. I don't know. He might retire at the end of this year, right? So when you talk about Freed and right, and by the way, you got to sign Max Freed. That, that, that couple of hundred million dollars is staring you right in the eyeballs. Freed, Wright, Strider, Anderson. Okay, that's a hell of a top four to be able to start my franchise with, right? And you want to keep those guys together, especially this organization who values pitching as much as anybody out there. So my thought process would be two things. One is I don't expect Anderson to be back, and I'm fine with that. Second part is leave him down there, let him get right, let him figure some things out, let him just do what he's got to do. It's not a health thing. We're not worried about like his health or whatever like that. Just let him get right. Let him get right. Let him figure some things out. And then we'll talk again come spring training of next year. All right, when we come back, it's time to get home for the Atlanta Falcons. I'll explain next. Hitting hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. Hitting hard with John Chuckery on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Head to YouTube.com. Put Locked On Sports Atlanta in the search browser. Find our page. Hit the subscribe button. We are free and available to download too on all of your favorite podcast platforms, which include Spotify, Odyssey. Download us for free today. And, of course, at JMCH316 is where you can follow me on my personal Twitter page. You know, obviously coming into this season for the Atlanta Falcons, the number one stat that has to change. Before we can talk about what direction the franchise is going, how are we going to get this, what are we going to do here, when can we compete again, when the division, blah, 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 okay? In the NFL, you've got to get home. You have to get home in the NFL. You can't be a good defense in the NFL and not sack the quarterback. And we've talked about the fact that the Saints last year picked up 46 sacks. Now think about that. The Falcons were at 18. They were at 46. Now, here's the good news, I guess, relative speaking, right? The Saints did give up last year 37 sacks. Winston himself took 11 sacks in the seven games that he started. Now, that's not a terrible number because that comes out to about, what, 27 sacks over the course of a of a 17-game season, which is, that's a pretty good number. Obviously, there's changes on the offensive line for the New Orleans Saints. Teron Armstead is gone. He's one of the best offensive linemen in the league. Certainly, if you look in the division, there probably aren't two guys better than, than Teron Armstead. And you look at some of the changes, whether it's Tampa Bay's offensive line, the Saints' offensive line, 
And obviously the Falcons have put draft capital into getting better at sacking the quarterback. Again, this is another thing that Dean Pease talked about. Number one, we have to sack the quarterback more. Two is we have to be able to, you know, cover one-on-one -on, -one on the outside. Those are all things that they have to do. Three, get off the field on third down, right? That's the hallmarks of a successful defense. I, I, I know Ogundeji had a nice camp and did some good things in this offseason, okay? I want to see Ebikati start. And, and maybe this is just the rookie needs a couple of weeks to get his feet wet and play in the NFL because he's going to play plenty on Sunday. So it's not like Ebikati's not going to play some. But first down, first series of an NFL game on 147 on the field. And we have to figure out how to get home. And I think that there is definite opportunity. You know, last year the Falcons only picked up two sacks in the two games against the New Orleans Saints. But again, with changes in their offensive line, we've added personnel to our I think that there is opportunity. And if you want to tell me that the Falcons defense is going to head in the right direction, you won't have to look any further than where are we at sack-wise. Again, we just talked about in a couple segments ago, the Bills got seven sacks last night on Matt Stafford. Seven. And you can tell me about what Winston is or isn't, how mobile he is, or blah, 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 blah. I don't really care. You can sack Jameis Winston. Okay? It's not like he's Lamar Jackson and he's running out there for his life. Winston's a throw-first quarterback. Okay? He's not a guy trying to run out of the pocket or anything like that. But you have to find a way to get home. And we could talk about all the analytics, the sabermetrics, the, the metrosexual stats. You can dive down deep into right? But you can keep it very simple. Tell me if we got home and tell me, did we get off the field on third down? If you can tell me what those two things are, I can go to NFL.com and put team stats in, click on defense, look at downs, and I can see those two things. And I can determine very quickly who's a good, who's not a good defense in the league. Now, again, do I think the Falcons are going to get 46 sacks like the Saints? No. But can the Falcons be a 30-sack team? It should happen. You know, I think Lorenzo Carter, if he can pick up six or eight. You know, if Ebikati can pick up six or eight sacks. Maybe you get four or five out of Ogundeji. Maybe you get a few out of uh, Grady Jarrett. You get a few here. You get a few there, right? You, you, you know, for this team, let's face it, they're not going to have probably one guy. Maybe they will. Maybe Ebikati will be a guy who's a double-digit guy. But, you know, they may not have just two guys on the outside that are combining for 20 sacks, which is what you want, right? You know, give me two outside guys, ends or outside linebackers that combine for 20 sacks, and I can start there. Because 40 is the magic number in the NFL. Go look at your top-tier defenses. Go look at your playoff teams. Almost everybody that's there is a 40-sack team. And, and the ones that weren't are like the Browns, who were 39 and 38, like the, the teams that are either just in or just out of the playoffs were like 38, 39 over the last handful of years, right? That's the whole thing. And I think that there is opportunity with Winston back there, quarterback, with the changes on their offensive line, with our changes on our defensive line, that we can find a way to get home. And again, we talk about setting the tone, changing the culture, you know, getting off to a good start. Sack the quarterback. You know, in the NFL, if you can change down and distance, 
That's such a key for your defense. The playbook on third and three or four is way different than your playbook on third and 12. Or if you force a team into having to throw more, you know, if your offense can get a lead and force a team to have to throw more, now you can pin your ears back and go get. That was one of the things about the Falcons, even in the Super Bowl year. If I can get big leads, I can make other teams have to throw the football more, and I can simplify my defensive head up field. Set the edge, head up field, and go get the quarterback, right? My my friend Hugh Douglas always says, set the edge, right? You got to start with that. So, again, when I watch this game on Sunday with the Falcons and the Saints, my focus is going to be I want to watch that line of scrimmage. I'm going to be lasered in. Not going to worry as much about wide receivers, unicorns, tight ends, quarterbacks, who's in, who's out. Hey, coach, how many games do you need to evaluate your backup quarterback? I'm not going to worry about any of those things. Tell me that we are better on our lines of scrimmage. That's where my focus is going to be. Watching our offensive line, can they run block and open up some holes for our running game? Can they protect our quarterback when they do have to drop back and pass? Then can our defensive line get in the backfield, make some explosive plays? Because we know the Saints are going to run the football, right? They ran it 71 times against us in the two games last year. 71 for over 300 yards. We know what they want to do with Kamara and those guys, right? They want to run the football, and then they'll throw off of that. It's not Drew Brees anymore back there, quarterback. They don't have Sean Payton to, you know, huck it all around with the Hall of Fame quarterback. They want to run the football, and then they'll establish the pass, play action, and things like that with Jameis Winston. Well, when you get those opportunities, you got to get home. Falcons have to find a way. I'm hoping the Falcons, look, tell me that they got two sacks in this game on Sunday, and I'll be satisfied. I'll be happy as a clam. I don't care if they came early. I don't care if they came late. Tell me that we close the deal, right? The famous saying from Glenberry Glen Ross, coffee is for closers. Tell me that we close. Close the deal. Whether that's, and again, I don't care. It's Eva Katie, it's Ogundeji, it's Lorenzo Carter, it's whatever. It's Michael Walker. I don't really care who comes up with it. But you won't be successful in the NFL defensively if you can't sack the quarterback. Can't make him stand up, look out his ear hole, and change up the down and distance in this league. Watch the lines of scrimmage on Sunday. That will tell you a lot about what direction the Falcons season is going to head. All right, we thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Chuck for your first listen every day. Make A to Z with Mark Zeno your second listen every day. Mark's talking all things Atlanta sports. He is free and available on our YouTube page at Locked On Sports Atlanta. Subscribe today. Also free to download, free and available, all your favorite podcast platforms. Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you download yours, find us for free there today and leave us a five-star review. Then follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. We'll recap everything on Monday. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you then. John Chuckery, hitting hard with uh, uh, hitting hard on Locked On Sports Atlanta.